Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I want to welcome you to the latest installment of Modern Heathen Man. Uh, we'll probably have a couple more before the end of the year, but uh, this is the newest one. I'm here with my wife today, Kelly. Hello. And um, it's taken me a little bit to do this episode. I wanted to do it last week, and I really didn't do it last week. But the reason is I wanted to really think about how I say this and what I say about it and everything else. So, um, this is a really deep one, really in-depth one. It may or may not be long. I don't know. I'm hoping Kelly will chime in a bit about it. Um, I've talked to a couple friends about it, and I've gotten their input and some other things. And <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll go with that as it is and move forward with it. So, um, grab yourself a horn. Grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a mug, grab yourself some mead, grab yourself some cider, some coffee, or just some Kool-Aid today. Join me on my front porch with my wife, Kelly, for the next episode of Modern Heathen Man. So, I wanted to do this episode on basically what we call coming out of the broom closet. Or how do you let your friends and family know that you're heathen um, and actually, I don't want to say come out to them because I don't want to take away from that genre or those people that, you know, have a really hard time doing this. And don't get me wrong when I say that, but I'm not trying to take away from the, the culture of people that have a really bad time telling people that they're not of the normal, what people would consider normal. Okay. So with that said, we're going to call this the, you know, how do I let my friends and family know that I'm heathen and get away with it, if you will? <laughs> um, it's not going to be, honestly, a how-to, to, to be real. Um, I considered that, and I considered a few different things in doing it. I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm not saying that this should be done, nor am I saying in any way, shape, or form that you're less of a heathen if you don't or more of a heathen if you do. That's not what's going on here, so... With all that said, we'll move forward now. So recently, I've seen a lot of the forums, you know, questions about, you know, how do I come out of the broom closet? How do I tell my family that I am heathen? How do I, you know, let them know that I'm of this persuasion and no longer of this persuasion? Um, that's really a rough question. I mean, it has to do a lot with the dynamics of your family has to do a lot with the dynamics of your friends, has to do a lot with the dynamics of the area of the country you live in and the people that are around you. There's just so many different aspects to how do you do this. It can't all be answered in one easy, fair swoop. So with that said, we're going to dive into a couple different things. First, I want to talk about my family. Okay, and then I hope my wife will talk about her family, and then I'll talk about some people um, that I've talked to generally that are heathens, you know, along with me. So, <clears throat> my family growing up, my we were Jehovah's Witnesses, and went from being Jehovah's Witnesses to becoming nothing because my mom and dad split up and a bunch of stuff happened. But anyway, we ended up nothing. I then became evangelical, enjoyed that for a while, became Episcopalian, enjoyed that for a while. Um, actually have, I got a degree in religion um, and did a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, needs to say I, I ended up here as a heathen. So with that said, 
my family has a belief system and subscribes a belief system that as long as you give 100% to what you believe in, that it's okay. We don't care if you're Muslim, we don't care if you're Jewish, we don't care if you're Catholic, we don't care if you're Satanist, we don't care if you're Wiccan, we don't care if you're Druid, we don't care if you're... What is, what's the one with the flying spaghetti monster? Yeah, the flying yeah. spaghetti monster. Yeah. We don't care if you're that, you know? Um, I was brought up in a very accepting home, a very accepting ideal of what people were and how people lived and that we accepted people for who they are, not what they are. We accepted people for their actions and the way they treated other people as opposed to their religious beliefs, their national origin, or anything like that. So, that's how I was brought up. So, for me to say that I'm Norse pagan was really easy. I mean, I literally just went to my dad's house one day. He said something about church. I said, no, dad, I don't go to church. You know, I'm Norse pagan. He said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And that honestly was the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, now, for Christmas and stuff, I'll go to church with him if he... Uh, really wants us to, we still attend like midnight masses and stuff with the kids, just so that they can get an idea of what goes on in the world around them, so they get different flavors, if you will, so I was lucky with my family that way, sorry, taking some coffee, so I know not everybody is that lucky, I know not everybody has that accepting of a family, and I know not everyone can just, you know, blatantly blurred out that they are Norse pagan because there's things that go with it. So with that said, I'll, I'll turn it over to my wife. She could talk a little bit about her family and, you know, what would go on in her family if she just one day showed up at the dinner table and did what I do and said, you know, I'm just this. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be disowned by the family. Um, my family is very, very Christian. Um... We, my grandfather was a pastor, um, grew up to, to the point that that was the only way of life. And when I was in middle school, my best friends were Hindi and Muslim, and I was almost disowned by the family for even associating with them. Um, my parents are, well, my parents were very into church um, we were involved in choir, we were involved in handbells, we were involved in youth ministry, we were involved in everything that you could think of with the church. And that was the Mennonite church, right? That was the Presbyterian, Presbyterian church. Presbyterian church, okay. um, We left the Mennonite church because because of a bunch of reasons, but we, we were, I was a Mennonite growing up until I was like 12 or 13. And uh, that was interesting. And then we went to the Presbyterian church and... We were really into that, um, and there was no excuse for skipping church on Sunday. There was no excuse for missing any church activity other than you were on your deathbed. To this day, I have a very hard time walking into a church because I don't feel like I'm welcome there because I've changed so much. Um, my aunt was kind of the one who opened my eyes to there there are other things out there. Um, she went to a Unitarian church and I loved it. I think I was 14 or 15 and I fell in love with it. It was great. It was 
kind of just what I was looking for. It was different people. It wasn't um, the same atmosphere. It was very open and very loving and um, there were there were so many more ideas and so many more uh, flavors, I guess you want to say, of everything mixed in there that I felt comfortable and I felt accepted and I felt welcome there. And I was like, why can't I be this? And at that point in time, I wasn't allowed to be that. I think that's a, a lot of what people struggle with today in the heathen world is, you know, I always called it coming home or going back to the home religion, you know. And especially those people that associate with being like um, European or Northern European, you know, they say, oh, my family was this, or my family was that. And they feel like they're coming home, but in the same token, they feel kind of ostracized because they can't be comfortable being home. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the thing where I'm saying, we're not saying you should do this. And by no means do we mean that you have to go out and tell your family what you are we're just trying to prepare you for what may happen if you do try and give you ideas of how you can if you are going to um and things like that i, I don't want to push that you have to that's not what we're doing here um honestly i wish i had like 20 more people here and this would just be an open discussion of what it was like or what their thoughts are on it so it is a very hard thing to do i mean especially when you have I'm going to come from a different, totally upbringing than Joe came up with. You know, it, it was, it was totally forbidden to seek out anything else. This mm -hmm. was the, the, the Bible was the truth and that's what you learned and that's what you studied and that's what you believed. And that was it. There, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what it was. Right. There was no other worldview. This is what your life was. And <clears throat> when I went to that church with my aunt, I discovered that's not all it is. That's not the way the world is. There are other things out there. And it piqued my interest so much so that I started reading about other religions and reading about other things and finding out that I don't believe in this one patriarchal God. I don't. This is not what I believe in. But I had to hide that for so long. Even after, even after I married Joe... I still hid that, that I didn't believe that. I, he knew. Mm -hmm. I told him how I felt because we walked into a church one day after we got together. And I'm like, I'm out. Bye. Because yeah. um, I wasn't comfortable there. But he, how, do I, how do I say this? I don't think half of my family still knows. Even though I post on Facebook all sorts of pagan things and Wicked yeah, you're one aunt, so we just make it kind of like, why'd you post that? Kelly? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have one aunt that's like, what are you talking about? But, um, I, I am so comfortable here now that I can't imagine being anything else. Yeah, ironically, we you know we live in the Bible Belt now. That's that's really ironic to me. Um, but if you guys knew me, I mean, I know some of you out there that listen to this know me personally. You know that I don't hide that I'm a Norse pagan. You know that I don't hide behind anything. And if people say, blah, 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 I argue. Well, I shouldn't say argue with them. I will have educated discussions with people about why I am what I am. And in the end, they usually leave me alone. 
I mean, my, my wife knows, she'll tell you, even reverends will come to me and, you know, they'll ask me why I'm this and I'll explain it to them and they leave with an understanding of, okay, he's, he's okay. You know, it's not, you know, whatever, but it's really hard. Like, like I come from a different place with it. I come from a different angle with it all the time. I come from a place where, you know, I believe that if you're going to be what you're going to be, then just be that thing, be that person, be that place or whatever you want to be. Just do it. You know, like case in point, when I was uh, in college, you know, I went to college for religion and I did have some concerns. Like when I decided to be Norse pagan, I had some concerns with whether or not I would lose my friends that I had in college. You know, and when I say my friends in college, I'm talking like these are reverends, and I won't shout any names, but these are all people that you probably know of. Like, big name reverends and people on TV and things like that that literally know me. And I was really concerned with losing them because I, I considered them, you know, good friends, you know, people that I can count on when I need to people talk to people. People you've known for over 20 years, Yeah, too. people I've known for over 20 years. Yeah, I don't want to lose that friendship. So, you know, I, I was concerned a little bit, but in the same token, I remember something one of my teachers told me in homonetics. I don't know if you know what homonetics is. That's the art of actual preaching, okay? And I had a hard time. I was actually a shy person, believe it or not, at one time in my life. And he said something to me which stuck with me for the rest of my life. Um, I got up and I was having a really hard time doing a sermon. And he asked me what my problem was. And I said, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous up there. He looked at me real seriously and said, Joe. I said, yeah. He said, are they your friends? I said, yeah. He goes, well, if they're your friends, they're going to love you anyway. They're truly your friends. If they're not, what the hell do you care what they think? And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, those are some really good words of wisdom. As short as they were, they were really good. And, and then from that moment on, I was able to get up there and preach and talk to people left and right. Because in my mind, if they're my friend, they should love me anyway. Otherwise, they weren't really my friend. And if they don't love me afterwards and they're not, then what do I care what they think anyway? And it's that simple. So I go through life with that attitude and... I mean, everything from running for Congress in Utah to, you know, where I am today being heathen in the Bible Belt, I, I truly believe in what I say. And you can ask my wife. I mean, nobody, nobody doesn't know I'm heathen. Let's just put it that way. Right. So, I, you know, I sit in front of the mayor and city council and I say stuff. They know I'm heathen. They, they know what I am. They know I'm not a Christian. You know, when I take my son to the churches around here for the different things that they do, they all know I'm heathen. They, they all, there's no way they can't tell I'm heathen. So. <laughs> I'm thinking about field day at yeah. the school. <laughs> yep. So they, they had this field day at the school one day, and, and it's like the whole elementary school from the whole town. There's only one elementary school in this whole town. And they all attend this field day where the kids do like this Olympic thing. It's really funny. They all win these awards. And because we're in the Bible Belt, of course, they begin with a prayer. Right? And, uh. You know, they do their prayer and everything, and everybody has their head bowed and all that other stuff. And then as soon as the prayer was done, I yelled, Hail Odin, real loud, right? And somebody from across the way yelled, Hail, and nobody said a word. No one said anything about 
the concept of me yelling Hail Odin. And it's because the whole town knows I'm a heathen. But they also know what kind of a person I am. They know if you're hungry, you can come to my house and get food. They know that if you're cold, I'd give you literally the shirt off my back to get you warm. You know? So, they know those concepts about me. So, with that said, I can go over a few of the things that people have told me um, that they were concerned with. And and one of those things was being ostracized and being shunned, if you will. Um, I have a really good friend who was Amish. Um, I don't want to say her whole life because she's not Amish anymore. But for the majority of her life, she was Amish. Um, She then became not Amish. Um, With that said, she was shunned by her family. However, um, the new Amish community is a little different in the sense that she's allowed to go visit her brothers and sisters. She's allowed to go visit her, you know, aunts and uncles as long as they allow her in. It's not a true shunning anymore. And I think, you know, most of the time we we have that concept in our head where our family's going to disown us or whatever. And, you know, I think, yeah, your family may be mad at you for a little bit. They may be mad at you for a time. Um, But to be honest with you, I I don't know what or how long it would last. Um, Personally, I couldn't stay mad at my family for very long for different things. I mean, you got to learn to forgive and forget. So I do that. And that's a, you know, Christian attribute. But still, it's it's a good one. Um. So I understand the fear of that. Now, I have another friend who I spoke with. She's actually lost her child because of being heathen. Um, It was actually one of the things brought up in the court case where um, they were deciding custody for her child. You know, the the person taking her there, I, I won't get into too much detail, basically put on the paperwork that she's of a different religion, that she's a heathen, and that she, you know, worships the uh, Norse gods and all this other stuff, and that's not appropriate for the child to be brought up in. And that actually came out, you know, I don't know how the lawyers let it happen. I don't understand how it all went down because I wasn't there and it's not my case. However, I do know that it was the big portion of the case, and it was the big thing that made um, them decide to send the child someplace else. So there is those things that you have to look at and those things you have to protect. You want to protect yourself. You want to protect your children. You want to protect your family. So, I mean, if it's going to cause that many problems, that's what I would do. I would do that. I condone all the time inviting people to bloats to see what we do. And I condone all the time inviting people to sunbolt ceremonies and things like that to see what we do. To see that we're not just a bunch of naked people dancing around a fire all the time. (laughs) Right. But, no, seriously, they don't just see that we're just a bunch of naked freaks dancing around a fire, you know, worshiping the devil and all this other stuff. Because that's what's the first thing in their head, is that, oh, you're not a Christian, you must love the devil. You know, it's not that. You know, it's not that concept of what they believe to be true. And unfortunately today, the concept of what I believe to be true it's truth just prevails everywhere, you know, <clears throat> like I have discussions with um, reverends all the time and you can ask my wife this and or she'll attest to it either way. You know, I discuss how 
our religion is a little bit better than theirs in the sense that we don't have a devil. We don't have a person whispering to do bad things in our ear or tempting us to do evil things. That if we do evil things, that we have decided to do that evil thing. And our frith is ruined with one another and our frith with our gods and our ancestors is ruined based on us choosing to do those evil things to one another. We treat human beings like they're human beings because they're human beings. We feed the hungry, we clothe the naked, we warm the cold because they're humans and we understand what it's like to be those things. Not because there's some crazy bricks of gold that's going to make my street up and I'm going to have this giant mansion with more rooms than I know what to do with if I do this right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's not the way it works for us. You know, for us... We do it because we're supposed to do it, because this is how people treat each other. This is the basis of life, is that we are all human, and we should understand where each other comes from, and we should understand where the hurt comes from, and the anguish, and the pain that we have. Everything from thirst, to hunger, to cold, to, to being naked, to whatever you want to call it. it it's, all of that needs to be understood by us. And with all that said in the end, the only reward for us is to go to our ancestors. You know, that, that's all it is, and become an ancestor and help those that are coming after us do better. And when I say those things, it really gets them thinking, like, wow, this is not what I thought it was. Not at all what I thought it was, you know. They thought I'd come up with some crazy thing and all this other stuff, and they just don't get it. So if you are coming out of the broom closet, if you will... I just want to caution you to be careful. Do it tactfully. Do it where you're protected. Do it where you know... I shouldn't say you know you'll be accepted, but better than not at all. You know, do it in a place where you feel secure. You know? And if those things take time or little pieces here and there, you know, I can recommend a few things. Like, one thing I'd like to recommend is... If you go out and buy have them all for somebody in your family who you want them to know that you're heathen, say, hey, I just read this really cool book. Why don't you check it out? You know? And the sayings in there, make sure it's a good one that they'll understand some of the sayings in there. And, uh, you know, if they say, oh, that's really smart, that's really good wisdom, you're like, yeah, you know, I just, I just found this religion. It's, you know, originally what our family did, or it's one of the oldest religions in the world, or, you know, I don't know how to really portray it, to be honest with you, because, like I said... I haven't had that that need to do that for family, you know. Um, as far as friends go, you really honestly, didn't have to do too much for your friends, though. Either most yeah. of them were they questioned you, but they were pretty accepting and they asked you a lot of questions. You were lucky yeah. in that regard. Yep. Um, I think the the worst experience I've had coming out um, as a heathen. Was it a work experience? Mm -hmm. um, again, we do live in the Bible Belt, and I worked in fast food for a while, and I asked for a certain day off. And the the one manager was like, "Oh, that's not fair. You can't ask for that day off." It, I wanted to spend time with my kids too, and now I have to work because you asked for the day off. And I said, "Yes, but for me, it's a religious holiday." Oh, well, 
that that's not a religious holiday for anybody else. Why is it for you? I said, well, because... It's a religious holiday for a lot of people, it, actually. Well, she didn't believe right. that, but let's just leave it at that. And she's like, that's not, that's not a religious holiday for, let's say, most people. Um, and none that I know. So why is it a religious holiday for you? I said, well, because I believe in something different than you. And it escalated to the point that I had to say, yes, I'm a heathen, I'm a witch, I, I, I celebrate this holiday, it's, it's a major holiday for me, and that's why I asked for the day off, because that is my day to honor my religion. I don't go to church every Sunday, I don't have every Sunday off, I work here every Sunday, but I ask for eight days off a year, and those are my holidays. Yep. And she flipped out she's like you're a witch i can't work with witches you need to quit you need to do this i said i'm not quitting my job just because you don't like my religion you can't fire me just because you don't like my religion she literally went around and told every other person that worked in that establishment what my religion was i didn't get to come out of the broom closet to my whole job she did it for me then I got tons of questions that I didn't want to answer. I got tons of flack for being who I was and, and things like that. It was not a great experience. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to talk to somebody higher than my store manager about the way this person acted because it felt like harassment. It felt like it was just wrong. And even that person the person I had to go to didn't understand um, why I had to have this day off, why this was so important to me, why I was... So there are some times when you do have... There is... You will get some flack from some people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you won't. And this was a time that I caught some flack from some people. And I, you know, almost went to a lawyer because I was you know, so upset about the whole situation. Um, if it had gone any farther, I probably would have gone to a lawyer and said, look, I need somebody to step in for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is, this is infringing on my, on my religious rights. Um, but, you know, I kind of talked to somebody and nipped it in the bud. Um, but, that's a pretty, you know, Joe doesn't have that problem. <laughs> Joe's been lucky with, with people being accepting of him. And I don't know why this person wasn't accepting of me at all and, you know, chose to go that route. Um, but I don't have any dealings with that person anymore. So it doesn't really matter too much anymore. But, right. uh, you know, you will have that in sometimes. You know, I don't know... There are certain people in my family that I don't know if they know that I'm out of the that I that I'm a heathen. Um, my aunt obviously knows because I post stuff all the time. My brothers and my one brother and my sister are on my Facebook, so they obviously know. Um, but there are other people in my family that I have no idea if they know or not because mm -hmm. they don't see my posts. They don't know where I'm at in my life or anything anymore. Right. And do I want to come out to them? Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I was just real lucky with it, and 
you know, most of the people I talk to, their, their biggest fear is rejection. Their biggest fear is, you know, being ostracized or, you know, being raked over the coals by other members of their family or other friends and things like that. You know, all I want to say to you guys is, you know, I hail you for continuing on the faith, even though you know that these things will happen or you feel like these things will happen. It's not fair. It's really not. It's not good and it's not right that people would, you know, specifically dislike you for this reason or that reason or the other reason. You know, a lot of it is the culture we live in and the idea that <clears throat> we're supposed to shun anything that's not of this nature or this style or this, that, or this other thing. And a lot of it is, you know, miseducation. I, I mean, honestly, it's ignorance, straight up ignorance. That's all it is. Um, I had a lady at a church arguing with me one day that the Jewish God, the Muslim God, and the Christian God are three different gods. That Muslim people don't worship the same God that they worship. And it just totally blew my mind at the ignorance of these people, how they, they don't even understand how it's an Abrahamic faith. They all stem from Abraham, but they all have different gods, even though Abraham had the same God. <laughs> so <clears throat> it just boggles my mind how these people can go through life this ignorant and not even read the book that they prescribe everything from. So, with that said, you know, you guys are doing great. You're, you're, you're asking the right questions. You're going the right path. From what I see, those people that are asking, um, find more people in the faith to hook up with. You know, get yourself a good support system in Absolutely. our faith. Absolutely. You know, I have plenty of people to call in if I ever feel down. I have plenty of people to, I should say, ask my questions to if I have questions. And it was really easy for me. Like, when I was doing this show, like, I just called a couple of people and said, Hey, you know, got a question for you for my podcast. And they're like, okay. You know, you know what, what's your thoughts on how was it coming out of the broom closet? Or did you even do that? And I'll be honest with you, the majority of them said no that they hadn't done it. And then my next question was, why? What, what, what stops you from telling those people that supposedly love you or the people that do love you that you're this? You know, they, they go down this whole list of stuff. And again, the majority of it was them worried about being ostracized by them or, you know, now my family won't have me over for Christmas anymore or, you know, whatever. The, the biggest pagan holiday in the world, you know. Um, they won't have me over for that anymore because I'm not Christian, I'm pagan. <laughs> so... I know it sounds really funny, and it's it's a laugh, but it's not. It's, you know, what it is. And then, of course, you got to worry about them complaining about what you're teaching your children. And, you know, people go off the deep end today. You know, they they really call anybody and complain to anybody about what's going on because it's not right per se, you know, quotation marks right. So with that said, just be careful if you're going to do it. You know, you always have my support. Honestly, 100%. You know, if you need to talk to me, I'm always available to my listeners. Always, 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 always. I mean, I answer probably 30, 40 questions a day from people um, about the faith or about what's going on in the faith or, you know, questions they have about this or about that. And I don't ever mind answering those questions. I, I actually enjoy answering those questions for people. Um, so, yeah, I'm always available. Again, we have our Modern Heathen Man group on Facebook. Um, I saw some people were on Discord and were uh, talking about me there with the Awaken the North 
So um, I'm also on TAC, um, the Asatru Community Incorporated, so you can find me on there, on the South Central or the regular thing. Um, I'm all over the heathen community. I really am. You know, I don't subscribe to one specific thing, um, but I will say that I'm everywhere. And, you know, I believe that if you want to learn, it's out there to learn. If you want to be guided, it's out there to be guided. But really, you have everything within you that you need to be a heathen. Sometimes we just need to be steered in the right direction to see that thing. Um, with that said, I want to hail you for remaining a heathen. I want to hail you for listening to Modern Heathen Man. I want to hail the gods for letting me come to you. I want to hail the ancestors for giving me ideas. And you have anything to add, Kelly? All right, I want to thank you all for joining us for Modern Heathen Man, and we'll come at you with another episode in a couple weeks, right before Yule. So, have a great one. Bye-bye.